0: Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. Darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, everybody say, God said. God said, <coughs> God said let there be light. And there was light. Amen. Amen. God said it, and it happened. Amen. God saw the light, that it was good. Sorry, I'm going past what I told them. And God divided the light from the darkness, and God called. Everybody say, God called. God God called the light day, and the darkness He called night. And the evening and the morning were the first day. Amen. Before I forget, Friday night, 7.30 in this sanctuary Youth service, ages 0 to 99. Amen. You don't want to miss it. We're going to have a wonderful time in the Holy Ghost prayer. We'll start at 645. By the help of the Holy Ghost tonight, I'm going to try my best to maneuver what the Lord will not release me from, and it is this title, Killer Conversations. Killer Conversations. Amen. Why don't you reach over and join up with somebody, and let's pray together right now. In the name of Jesus I need your
1: presence. I need your power, oh God. And I need
2: you to anoint me. Hallelujah.
0: Come on, why don't you pray in the Holy Ghost for just a moment?
2: In the name of Jesus. I bind every spirit that would come against what the Lord is trying to do in this service in the name of Jesus. God, I bind every spirit in the name of Jesus that would try to keep people from receiving this word tonight. Let us be changed in this house, God. We'll give you the thanks, the honor, and the praise. Come on, clap your hands to the Lord one more time. In the name of Jesus, in the
0: name of Jesus, Jesus. amen. You may be seated. Verse 6 of Genesis chapter 1, we've just read the first five verses. The Bible says, and God said, everybody say "God God said. God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters and let it divide the waters from the waters. And God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament. And it was so. And God called the firmament heaven. And the evening and the morning were the second day. And God said... Let the waters under the heaven be gathered together unto one place, and let the dry land appear, and it was so. And God called the dry land earth, and the gathering together of the waters called he seas. And God saw that it was good, and God said, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth, and it was so. I'm going to skip to verse 14. And God said, let there be lights in the firmament of heaven to divide the day from the night. And let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. Verse 20, and God said, let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creature that hath life. The fowl that may fly above the earth in the open firmament of heaven. Verse 22, and God blessed them saying, everybody said, saying, saying. Be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters in the sea and let the fowl multiply in the earth. Verse 24. And God said, let the earth bring forth the living creature after his kind, cattle and creeping thing and beast of the earth after his kind. And it was so. Verse 26. And God said, let us make man in our image. And God blessed them and God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. And God said, are you starting to get where I'm going now? Behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed which is upon the face of all the earth and every tree in the which is the fruit of a tree yielding seed. To you it shall be for meat and to every beast of the earth, and to every fowl of the air, and to everything that creepeth upon the earth, wherein there is life. I have given every green herb for meat, and it was so. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And the evening and the morning were the sixth day. Amen. If you go through Genesis, the first chapter, and you highlight where God is, where it says, God said, God called, God spoke, He blessed anything that He says. By the end of Genesis, the first chapter, you will actually have more highlighted than not highlighted. Now, Genesis chapter one is the account of creation and what I'm trying to get to you tonight, and we're going to go places before this service is over. But the fact of the matter is everything about creation happened more in speech than in anything else. Amen. And I, I understand we, we preach that we're made in the image of God and we preach about being emotional and, and, and being a spiritual being and all these things that come with being created in the image of God. But I think too many times we miss the fact that God has spoken and he has said and he has blessed. And then he said, I'm going to make man in my Image And so he he forms man. This is Genesis chapter 2 verse 7. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. Now let's go to verse 16. And the Lord God commanded man saying, this is God speaking again. Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof thou shalt surely Die. That is God's command. And then God says in verse 18 of chapter 2. It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make and help meet for him. And out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field. Every fowl of the air. And brought them unto Adam. To see what he would call them. Amen. There is a command given to man. Do not Touch the tree. It's in the midst of the garden. Tree of the knowledge, good and evil. Don't touch it. The day you touch it, you're surely going to die. Amen. And then God creates every single animal and brings them to Adam. Why does he bring them to Adam? To see what Adam would call them. The first action of the human man recorded in the Bible was God testing The part of his image that had the ability to look at something and name it. Amen. This is powerful. The first thing that God did with man, the first the, the test run with the human that God has just made is I have spoke all of this into existence, but I didn't name it. And so now I'm going to draw it to this man that I've created, and I'm going to see how he exercises this aspect of his creation. Amen. I, I'm going to see how he exercises his ability to speak. His ability To call things. His ability to name things. And so God brings every single animal before Adam. Just to watch him operate in speaking. My goodness. Amen. He did not create a mountain for him to climb. Or a horse for him to ride as his first test run of ability as a human. He gave him the task of speaking things into existence. Amen. These are animals that do not have name. It, there, there, were not, there were not genus and species and all these things at that time. They, they, were, they were nameless creations of God. And God said, I'm going to bring them before this man. And the first thing I want him to exercise after his creation is the ability he has to open his mouth and watch things begin to happen based off of what He says, why? Because God has just spent six days operating in his ability to say things and for them to come to pass. And now he's created man in his image, which means man has the ability to... God, help me right now.
2: I I don't want you to get it twisted. I'm not starting to preach a name-it-and-claim-it message. And you just just throw things out there, and they're going to happen. And you speak blessing and prosperity. But I've got some Bible to give to the church tonight. Amen. The writer of Proverbs in chapter 18 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue. In the name of Jesus. Amen. I, I, I'll just tell you, I'm not perfect at quoting scripture, but one of my pet peeves is when people misquote scripture, and I know I do it. I'm not knocking anybody for doing it, but the Bible doesn't say the power of life and death is in the tongue. It says death and life are in the power of the tongue. Death and life don't have power. The tongue has power, and how you use it creates death or creates life. In the name of Jesus.
0: Amen. The Bible says, And Adam gave names to all cattle, and to the fowl of the air, and to every beast of the field. But for Adam there was not found an help meat for him. The Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam. And he slept, and he took one of his ribs, and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from the man made he a woman, and brought her unto the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones,
2: flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. So God creates him,
0: breathes life into him, causes every animal to pass by. Let's see, Adam, how you operate in speaking things. Amen. And then he says, "You know what? It's not good for you to be alone. You need to help me." He puts him to sleep. He creates woman. He wakes him up, and the first thing Adam goes back to doing is to naming things that do not have names. Amen. This she shall be called woman. As a matter of fact, she's called woman all through the third chapter of Genesis, and it is Adam, after the curse, after the fall, that names her Eve. Why? Because she's the mother of all living. And so we constantly find after the creation account where God speaks and things happen, we find Adam coming behind God and using his words. God help. me. Amen. Now, this is not just something that can bring life. It can absolutely bring death. For the fall of humanity starts with a conversation. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said. Everybody say he said. He said said unto the woman. Yay. Hath God said? Okay. So now we have the serpent starting to use conversation against conversation. The serpent said, has God said? Amen. What's happening here? I'm going to go ahead and tell you Lucifer understands that that, that you, can, you can create and destroy by the power of words. Yeah. Amen. Has God said, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, we may eat. She said to the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden... God has said, ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, you shall not surely die. For God does know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as God's knowing good and evil. Amen. Starts with the conversation. And after the conversation between Eve and the serpent, the woman and the serpent, she didn't even have a name. She turns and it says, and the woman saw the tree. She saw the fruit. Conversation affected what she was focused on. Oh, God help me to preach this. Amen. And so she takes the fruit, she eats, she gives to her husband. He did eat. Amen. Amen. In the name of Jesus. When God comes and he he, he casts the curse on the woman. Amen. Amen. She said, she said, The serpent beguiled me, and I did eat. Amen. The serpent used conversation to bring death. So in Genesis chapter 1, God uses words to bring creation and life. Amen. And in Genesis chapter 2, Adam uses speech to bring order. Amen. In Genesis chapter 3, The serpent uses conversation to bring sin. Now, let's go to Genesis chapter 4. There's a lot of conversation in the first four chapters of the Bible. And Adam knew Eve his wife, and she conceived and bare Cain, and said... I have gotten a man from the Lord. And she again bare his brother Abel. And Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in the process of time it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. And Abel, he also brought of the firstlings of his flock and of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering, but unto Cain and to his offering he had not respect. And Cain was very wroth and his countenance fell. And what happens? God starts to speak to Cain. Amen. The Lord said unto Cain, why art thou wroth? And why is thy countenance fallen? If thou doest well, shalt thou not be accepted. And if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door. And unto thee shall shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. And Cain talked with Abel his brother. Cain talked with Abel his brother. Amen. Amen. He goes from an offering. Can, can, I, can I just can I paint a picture? Okay. So so Cain brings the fruit of the ground. Now, this 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 you may not you may not know this, and this isn't original with me. It's original with the Bible. But after the fall, God cursed the ground. Amen. By the sweat of your brow, you're gonna have to till, you're gonna have to sow, and and and, and things will grow, but it's not gonna be real great for you. And so when Cain brings the fruit of the ground as an offering to God, he is bringing a cursed offering. The ground has created this fruit, and the ground is cursed. Amen. The ground does not create sheep. God created sheep. Amen. And so so it it has to be blood offering and all these things, but it's a cursed offering. It's a cursed offering. Sacrifice and so so the fire doesn't fall on Cain's, and and for all we know, the fire
2: does fall on Abel's offering, and Cain is looking at something. Hear me, it has nothing to do with Abel at all.
0: It has to do with God. I want to preach to the church tonight. In the name of Jesus. I fought with this all day long, and I promise you the devil don't want me preaching it, but I don't care what the devil don't want. Amen. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. God poured out the fire on one man's sacrifice. And didn't pour out the fire on another man's sacrifice. Now, the Bible tells us over and
2: over that God is no respecter of persons. Amen. So let's bring it to 2023. When God starts to pour out his fire on one man and not on another man, don't get mad at the man that God's blessing. It's not about the man. He's no respecter of persons. He's a respecter of sacrifices. And this is the conversation that God has with Cain. He said, if you do well, will you not be accepted? said you got it wrong Cain you're looking at Abel and you're mad thinking it's about the man but it's not about the man it's about the action it's about the sacrifice it's about the offering
0: in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus God help me to preach this right now amen the first thing you have to do the first thing you have to
2: do is get your eyes off of everybody else in the church and what God's doing in their life. Amen. And and if somebody's getting a blessing that you want, why don't you look at the list of their sacrifices and begin to make the same. God, help me right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I'll just go ahead and tell you. There's people, and and I appreciate your kindness. There's people you told me since Sunday night that that the preaching was so good. I thank you for that. It wasn't good because my name is Darren Modes. It was good because I found a place to pray. God, and I know it's true because I've done it both ways, and it's been good, and it's been bad. It's not about the man. It's about the sacrifice. God, help me to preach it. Amen. But something gets into Cain's mind, and and, and he can't get his eyes off of Abel. Amen. This had to have been Abel. God's already told him it's not about Abel. It's about you doing well. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
0: God, help me to preach this right now. Amen. I rebuke the
2: spirit that gets in people's minds and gets them looking at everybody else in the church. And you get to thinking it's about who somebody is and what their name is. It is not about their name. It's not about who they are. It's about their sacrifice. It's about their spirit. It's about their lifestyle. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
0: Amen. Amen. Cain is so mad he can't see straight though. And he goes and he begins to talk to Abel. Amen. God help us. Cain talked with Abel, his brother. And it came to pass when, everybody say when. When they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and slew him. I've read this over and over today. And I cannot find that there is any true gap between conversation and being in the field. It doesn't say, and it came to pass as they went into the field. Or after they were in the field. It says they were talking, and when they were in the field, Cain rose up against his brother, and he slew him. Amen. He rose up against Abel, his brother, and slew him. Amen. Amen. God, help us right now. In the name of Jesus. God, help me to preach this word to this great people tonight. In the name of Jesus. God, help me to preach. God, oh God, oh God. Amen. The apostle Paul would write. He would say, there are, it may be. So many kinds of voices in the world. And none of them are without signification. Or none of them are insignificant. Amen. There are so many voices. And every voice has a purpose. Every voice has a cause. Can I go a little deeper? Every voice has an agenda. Every voice has a motive. It has an intent. Amen. And the Bible says that the word of God, amen. Because words and conversations have agendas. The word of God is quick and it is powerful. It is sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of the joints of marrow, and is a it's a
2: discerner of the thoughts and intents. Of the heart, Amen. The Word of God is is it is it is the most it is the most principal conversation and word that is trying intent and it's trying motive and it's figuring things out and it's trying to change who you are, Amen. It's time for you to get into the Word of God and get out of killer conversation. In the name of Jesus. In
3: the name of Jesus.
2: Amen. Amen. I
0: wonder, I wonder how different the story would be if Cain had kept on talking to God instead of going to talk to Abel. Oh, Jesus. The deal is, he was already mad. Amen. He was so mad. You, you, you know it. he didn't have the Holy Ghost like we have. Amen. So, you, he, you know, I mean, because one of the fruits of the Spirit is still... Self-control. Temperance. The last, certainly not least, fruit of the Spirit. Amen. Self-control. Amen. Cain didn't have that like we have that. We're supposed to have self-control. If you've got the Holy Ghost, you ought to be able to control your tongue. Amen. Amen. If you've got the Holy Ghost, you ought to be able to control your temper. Amen. Well, can I preach for a little while? you got the gift of the Holy Ghost, you ought to be able to control the lust of your flesh. Amen. And if you're struggling with controlling your tongue, and controlling your temper, and controlling your lust, why don't you find yourself a place of prayer and get more of the Holy Ghost?
2: Hallelujah. Amen.
0: So Cain talks to his brother. He ends up killing him. It was a Killer conversation, amen. Now I could go all through scriptures tonight, but but for, for the sake of trying to hit a point and not get not get too far out into the weeds, amen. I was reading; I believe it was two days ago, and I'm trying to finish the 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 NET translation of the Bible, which I don't agree with everything that it translates. But I read the King James through this year, and I'm trying to finish the NET. And so I was reading, and and. And I'm reading through the book of, of Kings and Chronicles and, and going through all the, the kings there of Judah. And, and the Bible talks about a king named Jehoram. And he rises up in the room of his father. He had five or six brothers that are mentioned by name. And the Bible says that their father gave them great gifts, silver and gold, and, and he gave them fortified cities in Judah. But he gave the throne to the firstborn, Jehoram. Amen. Because he was the firstborn. And the Bible says that when Jehoram, as he's, he's risen up into the kingdom. The Bible says he strengthened himself. And then slew all his brethren. The king's sons. Now what do you think strengthening himself entailed? Amen. Because he already had an army. I'll tell you what it was. It was Jehoram slipping through the castle, figuring out who was on his side. Amen. Strengthening himself. It was him sliding through. Man, you know, I really, I just don't care for brother so and so. Oh, you know what? I don't really like him either. Really? What has he done to you? You ain't believe what he did to me. Strengthening yourself. And conversation after conversation, he builds his web in the kingdom. My God, people that should have been loyal, not just to the king, but to the other sons of the king. Amen. He goes through. My God, we could preach on Absalom for hours. He sits at the gate. And everybody that has a grievance. You be careful. You be careful who you talk to when you have a grievance. Of Jesus. They, they, they'd have a problem in the kingdom, and they'd be coming to talk to David. David's ruling the majority of the known world at the time, and he don't have a whole lot of time for like casual conversation about stuff. But when he, when he didn't have time to meet with these people that had problems, Absalom would pull him over. And, oh man, if oh if I was the judge in this land, boy, I'd do your cause right. Mm. If they just give me the authority, my goodness, I'd make it right. Amen. Then the next guy comes. You know what? It said that he would take them and he would embrace them and, 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 and kiss them. Amen. He, he would literally take when they come in and they, they'd be coming and talk to the king. Oh, life is going bad. He, oh, oh, give me a hug. Give him a hug and he'd, he'd kiss them. Brotherly love. Oh, if only I was the judge of this land, I'd make your cause right. And one by one, he stole away the hearts of the people. God, help me to preach this. Be careful who you deal with when you have grievance. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus because the deal is that sweet that sweet beautiful Absalom so silver-tongued and slippery when he gets what he wants he'll kill anybody that he thinks stands in his way and so Jehoram goes through and he's he's recruiting Strengthening himself. And when he, gets, when he gets enough people that he knows a rebellion ain't going to flop. Okay. We're going to go kill all the king's sons. And I believe the phrasing is, I'm about to misquote of scripture. You ready? I just said it's my pet peeve. Certain princes of the land. Amen. When Jehoram went killing folks, he didn't kill the paupers and the peasants. He went after the king's sons and the princes. Amen. He went after everybody that would threaten his position. Amen. Amen. Killer conversations. Amen. They start so smooth. Oh, if only I were the judge of this land, boy, I'd I'd sure do you right. My goodness. Pastor don't let you go out preaching, my goodness. If I was the pastor, you'd be my number one service starter. Hey, maybe I can I can I use a phrase from our pastor right now? I feel like I'm on a little bitty tractor, pulling a big old plow. Amen. <laughs> God help us that so he kills every one of his brethren and the princes in the city, in the, in the whole country. Amen. People that would threaten him, he, he, he removed them. So I'll just go ahead and tell you, when you're dealing with somebody that's power hungry and insecure, you're never too far off their hit list. So be careful. And So the Lord sends a message by the prophet Elijah to Jehoram. He said, "Hey, uh, God saw what you did. God saw when you killed every one of the king's sons, and He saw He saw the way you've been living. Amen, you've been living. You know, I just, I just can't help believe. The Bible says that He was married, to, I believe, it was Ahab's daughter or granddaughter, Jehoram was. And so he went after the ways of the kings of Israel instead of the kings of Judah. Amen. His grandfather was Asa, one of the greatest kings, besides David and Solomon, of the kingdom of Judah. He was a man that loved God. I believe Joash was his father, a man that loved God. And he said, you know what, you went after the kings of Israel instead of after your father and your grandfather that loved God. Amen. I I just can't help but believe that he had everybody killed that would start preaching for people to live right when he started living wrong. You know why I think that? Because the Lord said in the message from Elijah, he said, you killed your brothers that were better than you. Jesus, let me tell you something. He didn't go after, like I said, the paupers and the peasants. Yeah. He was going after the people that were better than him. Right. Yeah. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Yeah. So you listen long enough. Yeah. Oh, Jesus, help me to preach this right now. You listen long enough and you'll figure out just who people think are better than them.
2: Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's killer.
0: It's killer, killer conversations. Amen. He literally says, He says, you're going to be cursed. I'm going to bring enemies against you. I'm going to destroy you. He said, and then, then you're going to have a disease, an incurable disease in your bowels. The Bible goes on to say that his intestines fell out by reason of the disease and he died. Amen. Your intestinal tract Is what your body uses to absorb nutrients from food. Amen. And the curse of God on the man that was willing to kill his brother was. I'm going to make it to where no matter how good a food you eat. You will not be able to derive nutrient from it. Amen. That's why I feel the Holy Ghost right now. That's why you can sit in a church just like this, where you are fed. I'm telling you, and I ain't saying this because I'm preaching. I don't do the majority of the preaching. Amen. We have a pastor that it is prime rib every single time he stands up to preach. And, and, and there's people you can sit under preaching like he does for us week in and week out, and you get weaker and weaker and weaker, and you just can't derive any nutrient from it. How does that happen? I just can't help but, but believe that the curse of the brother killer is still that God messes with your ability to gain nutrient from sustenance.
2: In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus.
0: Amen. This is where I really want to get to. And I could be wrong. But I don't find anywhere in Israel, the backslidden kingdom of Israel, I do not find anywhere where a king killed all of his brothers. I cannot find where a king killed all of his own family in the backslidden Israel. I can't find it where it happened in in another nation during that time. It happened in Judah twice. It happened with Jehoram. And it happened with Athaliah. Amen. Absalom was the son of the man after God's own heart. And he turned an entire nation against his own dad. The man after God's own heart. Amen. Cain killed Abel in the field. God, help me to preach this.
2: Jesus said when he was accused of being, being possessed of a devil, they said he cast, out, uh, he cast out devils by the
0: prince of devils. And he said, Satan isn't divided against himself.
2: Even hell knows how to stay unified. God, help me to preach this right now. Even the kingdom of hell knows how to stay together to try to accomplish a purpose. God, help me right now to preach this. In the name of Jesus. But somehow, every time in the field, the, it happened in the garden. It happened in the field. It happened in Judah. The church over and over and over. Why? Because Satan knows if he can get brother against brother. God, help me to preach this right now. Amen. The apostle Paul would write to the church. If you bite and devour one another, take heed. Be careful lest you be consumed one of another. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Amen. I'm going to preach to the church for just a few minutes, and i pray. I pray that every spirit that would try to come against the word of God right now would be bound in this house and there would be purity and clarity and that you could receive the word of God. In the name of Jesus, 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 in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, I need your help right now, Lord. Amen. Amen. I'm telling you, this church is absolutely invincible in this city. There is no devil. There is no stronghold. There is no spirit that can stop what's happening in this church. But i tell you what will consume this church from the inside out if you don't get a hold of it. It's when you bite and you devour one another. I'm going to preach to you. They weren't weren't walking up to one another and taking a bite out of each other with their teeth. They weren't devouring one another at a dinner table. They were doing it in conversation and in word. God, help us right now.
0: I feel the Holy Ghost now. Amen. Because people get to feeling like they're a big deal when they can reveal somebody's wrong. Amen.
2: The Bible says it's the glory of the king to conceal a matter. Yes. Let me tell you something. There is nothing more noble, nothing more majestic than when somebody can fall and you say, baby, I'm going to help you get up and I ain't going to tell nobody what happened. It don't make you something important to reveal everybody's past and everybody's wrong. It makes you a child of hell, is what it makes you. Hallelujah. 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 Let me tell you something. Amen.
0: When they went down in the name of Jesus for the remission of their sins, the blood, the blood, the blood. It washed them white as snow.
2: Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus.
0: That means the stain of their past, Jesus scrubbed it until it was gone. And you think you're somebody for dragging that mess out from underneath the blood? Hallelujah. 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 It's simply not so. Amen. It. Oh. Amen. Kings conceal things. Amen. And we are kings and priests. Amen. Amen. You know when you ought to be bragging? Is when, well, brother so-and-so or sister so-and-so, man, they got mixed up in a mess. And you know what? I was one of the people that met them at prayer meeting. On a Saturday night when nobody else was around. Did you hear that they were throwing up devils? Yeah. Maybe the only reason you haven't is because we haven't gotten a hold of you at prayer meeting on Saturday night. Yeah. The Bible says of Mary Magdalene, she was the one that Jesus cast seven devils out of. Amen. And it's said of her, when she broke open the box of ointment, he said everywhere the gospel's preached. Yeah. Her story's gonna be told. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Now what story do you tell? Did you know that Jesus cast seven
2: devils out her? No.
0: Have you heard the story about the woman with the alabaster box? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Now, why would Jesus why would Jesus highlight the alabaster box and not highlight? He didn't say everywhere the gospel's preached, they're gonna preach about the devils that was in this woman. Oh. Why? Because it's the glory of a king to conceal a matter. Yeah. Oh God. Oh Jesus. Oh Jesus, but it's so subtle. It's so subtle. You get that text messaging. Did you see that? I mean, they weren't hardly really praying the other night at church. I think something's going on between them. You do? Why don't you come pray for them? I'm not gossiping. I'm just, I'm just requesting prayer for them. Yeah. Request that one as an unspoken.
2: Okay. Name of Jesus.
0: Why? Because if you bite and you devour, you'll be consumed. Yeah. You'll be consumed. Amen. There'll be nothing else. you know, it's one thing to go to war against people that have done wrong and, and, and you go to biting and attacking against people that have done wrong. I mean, at least maybe... If you recount the story, you're recounting fact, Amen, albeit fact that's been covered by the blood, which you still shouldn't do. But it's a totally different level of division when you start going after people that are innocent just because you're scared of them. I want to talk about some conversations real quick. Amen. Because he killed his brothers. Jehoram killed his brothers. And God said, you killed your brothers and they were better than you. Amen. God God did did not hide the fact that these men that he killed, they were better people than he was. Amen. Their reputation lives on. And it doesn't live on just as being the men killed by King Jehoram. It lives on as being men better than King Jehoram. Yes. Amen. Amen. And so when Cain killed Abel, amen. Started with a conversation. Started with sacrifice. Then they get in a conversation. He's angry. He rises up, he smites his brother. Now, this is this is taking from the silence of scripture. We can only assume that he hid him or buried him or something. Okay? I'm gonna go with that he buried him. Okay? So Cain kills his brother in a field. I don't know if it's the family field. Maybe he's afraid dad comes by and finds Abel's body. And so he takes and he carries his brother to some undisclosed location. He digs a hole. And he buries Abel. Amen. And he thinks that it's over. It's done. He made me so mad. He's done. Oh, God. And God comes to Cain. He said, Where is Abel your brother? I don't know. Am I my brother's keeper? Because let me tell you something. If you can get bitter and kill your brother, you'll also talk to God in ways you shouldn't talk to In the name of Jesus. He said, am I my brother's keeper? And God said, the blood of Abel is crying out to me. From the earth that opened up its mouth to swallow. In the name of Jesus. Let me tell you something. When you get to stabbing and slicing, I don't care if you kill or not. If innocent blood is shed, that blood is having a conversation. It's talking. And it's conversation ain't going to end well for you. Amen. Cain thought that it was all over. I'm just going to kill my brother and hide the evidence. They'll never find him. This earth is a huge place. There's only like eight of us alive right now. They'll never find him. Let's just think about God. We know He sees everything, He knows everything. Let's just imagine, for the sake of painting a portrait, God is dwelling in heaven, the angels are worshiping, music is happening. And all of a sudden, in the distance of His hearing over the worship happening in the hallways of heaven, He hears. Quiet down, quiet down, just a second, just a second. What was that sound? He hears a moan.
3: Oh.
0: What is that that I hear? It sounds like blood crying out. So God, he goes and he finds the source. And the blood is literally crying. I wonder what the blood was crying. How does it communicate with God? I wonder if it sounds something like the psalmist David saying many there be which have risen up against me without cause. I wonder if the blood was telling God I tried I tried to diffuse the situation in the field. We were brothers. I I know what happened there at that, that day at the altar and 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 he was mad and and I get it he wanted the fire to fall. He came to talk to me I I, I mean I just tried to tell him that, that, that you can't use fruit. And, and it wasn't really anything against him. You just, you just got to get the sacrifice right. And, and he, just, he just became angry. And before I knew it, he literally, he had his hands around my throat. And he was shaking. And, and I remember watching the black come in. And, and I, was, I, I was trying to gurgle out, stop. And, and I just couldn't get the words out. And, and I remember when everything went black. and What does innocent blood cry? God says I'm going to pay Cain a visit So he pays Cain a visit Where is your brother? I don't know I'm not his keeper You're not his keeper But you were his killer In the name of Jesus In the name of Jesus In the name of Jesus Jesus. Name of Jesus. Name of Jesus. God help us tonight, Lord. Help us tonight, Lord. Help us tonight, Lord. You 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 may think, you may think it's a little thing, and I'm I'm almost done preaching, I promise. You may think it's a little thing. When you get with somebody and you start talking about somebody else in the church. And I understand there are things that have to be dealt with. I get it. I understand. There are certain situations and things that have to be said. But when your words become killers. Amen. What are you talking about? I've, I've never done that. Have you ever killed somebody's confidence in somebody else? You know... You know what I ask people a lot of times? And I've asked people this this recently. Talking about situations between people in the church. I said, have you spoke to them about it? No? So where did you gather all this information from? If you've not even talked to the source. Well, so and so said. Tell you something, church, if you've got a problem with me, please come talk to me about it, please, please. If you've got a problem with your pastor, come talk to him about it. If you've got a problem with your brother or with your sister, just go talk to him about it. Now, if you're mad, go talk to God until you get unmad, and then go talk to God. I'm telling you, the the spirit of division, the spirit of division is a killer. It is a killer. Amen. A killer. It kills relationships. And it always happens in the field or in, in Judah. Between brothers, between sisters. God help us tonight. Oh, God help us
1: tonight.
0: Help us tonight. In the name of Jesus. Pastor just said on Sunday morning, he said, You need to learn how to hang up the phone. You need to learn how to cut off that text chain. Whatever. Whatever it is. Why? Because words are killers. Amen. Words are killers. They, they have life and they have death. But you know what? It says death first. Because that's probably most often how they're used. In the name of Jesus. God help us God help us I feel the Holy Ghost speaking to people right now Let's pray all over this house Name of Jesus Name of Jesus Name of Jesus Name of Jesus Jesus. Oh God Come on somebody pray right now. Come on respond to the word of God. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Come on search your heart right now. <laughs> Hallelujah Coming into this tonight I knew I knew I knew it was going to be an uphill battle I knew it was Amen We've heard from the Lord tonight And there's a natural reluctance And resistance within Just within human nature To really Admit I've Got an issue I've Got a problem This is, this is the deal Amen And then you add to that the spirit that knows. Let me tell you something. There is a spirit that knows. If this church gets the word of God that's gone forth tonight, there is no stopping this church. Amen. And so it's going to fight tooth and toenail to try to keep us from breaking through this. Amen. Amen. The Bible says... The Bible says, if you have aught against your brother, if your brother have aught against you, you go into the altar, leave your gift there, make it right, and then go back and pray. Amen. And so what I want is I want everybody to stand all over the house. In the name of Jesus, I would love for you to step out in the aisles or whatever. We're going to begin to pray. It needs to break in this house tonight there's some things that need to be made right in this house tonight. Amen. In the name of Jesus. the name of Jesus. The The Bible says in Acts the second chapter, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one accord in one place. It was primary to be in one accord, secondary to be in one place. Amen. We're all here tonight, we gotta get in one accord. Amen. Yallah bos, shatay yallah bos, ayah. Yallah bos, The name of Jesus.
2: Come on, why don't you
0: pray until that bitterness begins to break in your spirit?
2: Come on, you let a root of bitterness get inside of you, it'll spring up and it'll trouble many. Come on, you let hurt get in your spirit, it'll trouble you, it'll trouble many. I believe the Holy Ghost is one to break some things tonight in this house. It is not the will of God for there to be discord, disharmony. Come on, it's time to lay that conflict on an altar. Come on, it's time to bury the hatchet. spirit right now let it break in your spirit right now come on let it break in your spirit right now hallelujah let it break in your spirit come on brother i love you i love you we may not see eye, to eye on everything but i'm not gonna try to destroy Is healing time right now? This is healing time right now. Hallelujah.